You're listening to The Scout Show. This is The Scout Show. This is The Scout Show. The Scout Show podcast. This is The Scout Show. Three, two, one, go. Welcome to The Scout Show, our regular fortnightly show uh, on uh, everything scouting happening in Victoria and Australia. Um, Not only just in Bayside, of course, but right across Victoria and Australia and the world. Uh, I'm Darcy, I'm a scout leader, and uh, you may be listening thinking, gee, the scouts have really grown up since last show. No, this is the leaders takeover show. We are doing a leaders special for all the leaders listening out there, and the youth members uh, as well, who are hopefully listening too. Uh, And I'm joined by um, one of the other producers of the show, Cub Leader and Deputy Chief Commissioner for Youth in Scouts Victoria, uh, Matt Ellis. Hey, Matt, how are you going? Hi, Darcy. I'm going great. Um, Thanks for having me uh, on the show today. Yeah, no, it's, um, well, we sort of thought... You know, like, let's not get let the scouts just take too many shows. And you know, I like, just thought we'd, yeah. we'd, we'd at least we'd, just we'd get have one. A, we'd have a little bit of fun our, ourselves, and it's, yeah, it's going to be a bit of fun. Yeah, we, we've we've got um, we thought we'd we'd uh, do a show sort of focused on on things that the leaders might be interested in, and and we're going to talk to some um, great people today. Um, and we have our first guest. We're going to get straight into it. We are joined on the phone uh, by a wonderful leader, an amazing leader. Um, she's the state commissioner for outdoor adventure skills which links to the new program, which we're going to hear all about now. Um, Narelle Liddell, welcome to The Scout Show. Thanks so much for joining us today. No worries. Thanks for having me, Darcy. Now, you have a very important job. You're, um, as I said, the State Commissioner for Victoria of Outdoor Adventure Skills. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your role um, within Scouts Victoria? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as Victoria are embarking on the um, implementation of our program, Um, and the Outdoor Adventure Skills. My main role is to connect and support our section leaders um, all across the state and help them with implementing but also facilitating uh, different outdoor adventure skills and activities for scouts of all ages. Um, So a lot of leaders are beginning the process of transferring to the new program at the moment. Describe the difference between the the former program in each section compared to the uh, OAS with the new program. Yeah, sure thing. So it's a little bit hard to compare because it's not really like for like. Um, But I guess historically, each of our sections had different target or achievement badges um, where youth would work on skills and they could choose uh, what was of interest to them. However, it wasn't necessarily transferable from section to section um, or consistent. So with our program... Um, and the journey going forward, the outdoor adventure skills component is really exciting um, and it's for scouts of all ages. So a five-year-old Joey Scout right up to a 25-year-old Rover, they're all working and progressing through the same outdoor adventure skills but at a pace uh, suitable for them and in the areas that they're most interested in exploring, which is pretty exciting. Now, Narelle, I mean, the, the general sense of outdoor um, activities that scouts do hasn't, hasn't j- changed dramatically. You know, they're, they're all the same activities. They've, some of them just been sort of categorised slightly differently or given a slightly different name, but essentially it's the same. Can you just run through for us sort of generally the different areas that uh, come under the new um, title of Outdoor Adventure Skills? Yeah, absolutely. So, as you've mentioned, we're pretty lucky in Victoria that we've got access to pretty much all of these activities on our doorstep. So 
the outdoor adventure skills are broken into nine, I guess, key activity areas. Um, and that nine, those nine skills are broken into three sort of categories. So oh. we have core skills, um, which are bushcraft, bushwalking and camping, which we've always been known for. Yep. We then have our land-based skills, which is or which are alpine, cycling, and vertical. And the third category that we have is our water-based activities, so aquatics, boating, and paddling. And as you mentioned, they're all activities that we've always been doing. They're just a bit more structure, and there's a position and a place within our our pathway at every sort of section level, every activity. Um, so what makes up the OAS? Are there activity teams involved in the, the process? Yeah, great question. So the one of the best things that I think about the outdoor adventure skills is although there's nine activity areas, without complicating it, there's actually 23 different activity streams that our youth can explore. So... Once we get to, say, stage four uh, within our activity areas, we start to look at some different specialties. So a couple of examples would be within paddling. We have canoeing, we have kayaking, we have whitewater as well. And, you know, within another example, within vertical, we have abseiling, rock climbing, canyoning and caving. So although they all form part of vertical, there's some specialties that our youth can explore and that's where our adventurous activities teams come into, uh, I guess, play. Um, And, you know, our adventurous activity teams are all available and super excited to support our youth in our program, providing activities but also training opportunities right across Victoria. And Narelle, I mean, I've been a scout leader for I think six or seven years now, so I'm pretty familiar with sort of what the what what the previous program was. Even even what you're describing, there's activities that traditionally have always been in scouting, but they haven't been sort of at the at sort of the front of people's minds. Like canyoning is not something that I've ever thought was available as a, as a scout activity, for example, or even what. Um, whitewater rafting. So this program sort of, um, or this sort of this change in direction of the program sounds like that there's sort of more activities that leaders and youth members may have not even considered that scouts could take part in, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Like I like to think that, and someone might prove me wrong one day, but the opportunities with the outdoor adventure skills are almost endless. Um, you know, there's something in, out there for everyone, whether it be that you know, I love going whitewater rafting. Um, I also love pioneering activities, but there's something out there for everyone. And it does bring in some new opportunities that we may not have thought of before. Absolutely. We're joined by Narelle Liddell. She's the State Commissioner of Outdoor Adventure Skills um, for Scouts Victoria. Um, Narelle, is there a want or need for leaders to train up as activity guides or, or leaders in the different outdoor activities as opposed to our activity teams that already exist when it comes to the suburban scout groups? Is there sort of a hope that, that more leaders from your suburban groups will start to become more skilled in these um, different activities and therefore lead these activities for their, for their youth members without the reliance constantly on the activity teams? Look, great question. And I want to put a bit of a different spin on it. So I've also been a leader in scouting for, you know, quite a few years now. And 
I see the outdoor adventure skills as a great opportunity for our leaders to get something a little bit more if they're interested in, in a particular area. So we're not absolutely not forcing every leader to go out and undertake a, an adventurous activity and become a guide. Sure. Everyone is welcome to. Um, but for me, the most exciting part is in order to support this program for our youth members, it's opened up the doors for, you know, most of our section leaders to pursue skills if they wish to as well. So if, for instance, Darcy, if you were interested in becoming a mountain bike guide because you love being out mountain biking, that's a possibility. Um, and you would, you know, it opens up a whole new world of, of adventure and reward as an adult in scouting. Mm. But it also means that you can still be out there having fun with your youth. Um, and there's going to be training programs in place for venturers, rovers and leaders to work towards becoming adventurous activity guides as well. But it won't be forced on everyone, but the opportunities are there for anyone who wishes to, to take a look. So you, you mentioned that um, there's an opportunity for leaders to sort of do um, an OIS area that they really enjoy. What's your personal favourite? Oh, it's a little bit of a tricky one. It's, it's so, a tough question, I know. Very tough one. I don't feel like I'm meant to have a bias, but I'd have to say abseiling. So mm. long story short, as a rover, I decided that I'd work towards my Baden Powell Award and I needed a personal project. So when I was doing that, I discovered that I was scared of heights. So I decided that as a project, I'd try and fight that fear by becoming a trained, uh, I guess, abseiling leader. And as I did that, not only did I mostly fight my fear of heights, I also had so much fun providing activities to, to youth members that I then, you know, it became part of my scouting world for a very long time. But I'm super, super excited to explore things like pioneering and some of those traditional scouting skills as well. And just another question, um, how do you think the new OAS system will benefit um, the youth members across Victoria and I guess also Australia? Yeah, so I guess across across Victoria and Australia, as I've mentioned, I feel like the opportunities are almost endless. So, you know, we might have, we're very lucky, as I mentioned, that we've got access to the majority of these activities right on our doorstep. Um, some of our interstate friends don't necessarily have access to the snow and the alpine like we do. Um, you know, they, in Queensland, they've got better access to scuba and things like that. So it provides opportunities for us to maybe get some buddying going on interstate. But for me, look, even just thinking locally, it provides endless opportunities for our youth to gain experiences whilst exploring the great outdoors. But it also allows um, lots and lots of opportunities for our youth to lead other youth um, in the outdoors, in the skills that they're wanting to, to expand. But also in doing so, they're building their confidence and their leadership skills. And as we know, those skills will stay with them for the rest of their life. 
Couldn't agree more, Narelle. And I think something else that I've sort of learnt about, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the great part of this being not section-specific anymore and it's just, you know, across all sections now, whereas Joey's, Cub Scouts, Ventures or Rovers, that you can have youth members that maybe in Scouts are very skilled at a certain activity and they may have had, you know, that interest and put time into it and it's not as if they then have to reset and start again when they get to the next section, Ventures or Rovers. It carries through. I guess that's one of the key features. Is that correct with with, with, with this new program and specifically with things like the the outdoor adventure skills component? Yeah, absolutely. So with the outdoor adventure skills, um, if you have, let's think about a Joey Scout, they might get to stage one in, you know, a variety of, of skill areas. When they head to Cubs, their starting point in the outdoor adventure skills is exactly where they left it in Joey Scout. So yeah, you're not right. starting with a fresh shirt and no badges anymore. You get to transfer those outdoor adventure skills with you and then you continue the journey rather than starting it fresh. No, it just sounds like a great idea. And even from elite, personally, from a leader point of view, it makes life so much easier because you can sort of just manage all your youth members. It just transfers from one section to the other and you're not starting again. And like you said, with badges, you know, that can be quite a, a big routine to change all your badges and where do they go? And, and it's just a constant thing. It's, it's a great, it's a great concept. It's a great program. And, um, and thank you for all the work you've done because I know it's been a huge project. Um, having it, uh, making it happen and scheduling out grips right across Victoria are now are now totally getting um, involved in it. So, Narelle, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. And uh, all the best for uh, post-COVID scouting. No worries. Thank you for having me, and I look forward to hearing everyone's amazing stories coming through. This is the Scout Show. Hi, I'm Rachel, and I'm Jacob. We're two of the 50 million scouts around the world. We hike, camp, sail, canoe, and climb. It's awesome. Outdoors is our playground and where we learn. From the age of five, we learn to care for ourselves and for others. And together, we develop new skills while we have fun. Scouts is less screen time and more reality. It's about making friends for life. Scouts prepares you for life's adventures. Check out your local scout group at joinscouts.com.au. The Scout Show. Let us know if you used to be a scout, um, where was it, how long ago it was, um, maybe even a story you had, or if you're a youth member listening and your um, parents were a, uh, a scout once, dob them in, tell us where they went to scouts. Um, my, um, oh, by the way, Scout Leader Darcy here and Cub Leader Matt, Deputy Chief Commissioner of, of Youth and Scouts Victoria, I should say, also. Did your parents used to be scouts, Matt? Is that how you got into scouting? Or um, Yeah, my, my parents actually met through scouting. Really? So they did a scout show called uh, Camwell Showtime back yes. in, the, in the 80s. Absolutely. And, um, met through there and then about 15... Fifteen years later, I I joined. I had already joined Scouts, um, but joined Camwell Showtime and have now do Showtime with my brother. And it's really awesome to just be doing a Scout show that my parents were also in. It's it's quite a special moment. And my grandma also did a um, Showtime as well. So oh, so she was a Scout too. Or uh, she was a girl. She, she guide was or? A, a parent helper. Oh, parent helper. So it's it's quite. Um, nice to think that I'm a, the third generation Campbell Showtimer, and that's very cool. Um, there's a joke with uh, a mate of mine that I do Showtime with on uh, which one of us will uh, be the win the race to the fourth generation of Campbell Showtimers. But a uh, bit of just a bit of fun, 
bit of a fun joke between a few people. Yes. No, it's incredible the connections people have in scouting and how wide scouting goes. Um, it's pretty cool. Hey, we've got a special segment which we think will ring true to all the, not scout leaders, I, I use that term as a general, but all the all the leaders in scouting. It's called You Know You're a Scout Leader When. Yep, gotcha. And also, if you have one of these, by text the way, in. text, text us in 0404 Email us, studio at southernfm.com.au. Um, also, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, and these are just sort of like situations that you know you're a scout leader when this happens or when you start to think in this way or live your life in this way. Um, you know you're a scout leader when you're happy, you're very happy to eat rice bolognese. It's an interesting combo. Yeah, now, I've, I've I, had it a couple of times. I, it's, uh, it seems to just yep. be scout leaders who say in, eat these ridiculous combinations. The reason is is because years and years ago when I went to Stradbroke Cup and these awesome, fantastic um, leaders volunteered to do all the catering, catering for us, I think the menu was pasta bolognese. Um, but by the time, you know, I, obviously I got there late, um, we'd run out of pasta. So all we had was rice left. So, you know, your scout leader went, you're just like, yeah, okay. I'll eat anything, to be honest, at this stage of the day. So, last week I was preparing for a cub camp and was sort of uh, doing the shopping at the uh, local supermarket uh-huh. and went, I knew I was a scout leader when I just instinctively grabbed the biggest tin of Milo I could buy. The largest one that no one, no, no, no one else buys. No one else buys. Because by the time it expires, no one would have eaten yeah. that much Milo. But I just went, oh, yeah, bottom shelf, biggest one, I think it's a one or two kilo tin. Yep, that's it. That'll last the cub camp. You can't go to scout's. Or Cubs, or any meeting, or any camp without Milo. I made the mistake of going without marshmallows. Yeah, that's dangerous. That's da- dangerous, dangerous territory. Dangerous with 20 Cubs, very dangerous. It's also dangerous to go with marshmallows too, because often they just end up either burnt or not burnt. It just, yeah. There's two variations to marshmallows, which we've, we've, we've also covered on this show. Um, I've got another one. You know you're a scout leader um, when everything you own, like all the clothes you own, the bags, everything you've got is covered in dust. Yeah. It's like embedded, like in the seams of your clothes. Now, this is sort of only relevant, I guess, to most people, most leaders, if they went to the last yeah, Scout last Jamboree, Jamboree, which is something we harp on all about one a of, lot, quite yeah, a lot. One of the leaders in uh, the newspaper team that I was part of um, wasn't doing the full drive back to Melbourne after the completion of the Jamboree. And, and, and just put it in perspective, this is at Tail and Bend, Tail and Bend. in South Australia, so, which yeah. was basically a dust bowl. Um, I guess that's the nicest way you can describe and it. He, For the awesome uh, AJ2019, and he, which he, was great, by yeah, the way. great. And he... When when I get to my overnight accommodation, I want to put on clothes that have not got dust on them. And Fair the enough. length that he went to was he left these clothes in a car in a vacuum sealed bag. Okay. For when he after he had his shower, had got all the dust off and then put it on. He he, he protected these non dusted clothes with a vacuum sealed bag. It was quite quite extraordinary and. The other one I have yep. is, you know, you're a scout leader when half your wardrobe is scout merch. Yeah. I've got a whole drawer um, that's just the scout merch. And it's just, it's like, it's just like the shirts and t-shirts you collect at camps Yeah, that, you know, you forget you have because yeah. of how many events and you just have, I think most of, I think half of mine are in a vacuum like bag under yeah. my bed. Like there's just, there's just so much. I know we interviewed um, uh, the great, great Gary. Gary Steinhardt on this show, um, which um, will I think he, I think he'll become a, re- a regular correspondent yep. uh, on our show. But yeah, he said that he owned like like he na- he told me how many um, shirts it was, and it was like a re- it was like a hundred, yeah, like a um, hundred shirts 
relevant to scout activities. How many scarves do you own? Because for those who might who might be listening who aren't from the scouts, you know, sort of um, community, every sort of event you go on, you get a scarf. So if you go on the big, big sort of national camps or or international events, apart from just your own group scarf, you, um, I don't think I have many. I think I have, I think I have four. Technically, I was part of a group before the one I did merge with another group. So I have two there, but then I went, have two Jamboree ones. So, so you're, you're just counting your yeah, fingers. So, like yeah, that. no, so it's, it's just counting. So I've got three scarves that I wear regularly. Yep. So that's uh, my group scarf, yep. my state scarf, and my Campbell Showtime scarf. Sure. I've also got, I've been in five scout groups over the uh, nearly 20 years I've been in scouting. So there's another four scarves. And then all the major events and um, going up, and I've got my national... Oh, the old international Australia national scarf. Oh, yes. Um, but I've also got a few scarves that I've traded over the years. So I've got um, the Scouts and Girl Guides of Iceland. I've got cool. a couple of European scarves. I've got a couple um, US scarves. Is that because you trade them? Yes. Yeah, so um, so you, um, when we went to when I, one of my trips to Candersteg, um, we got an Australia scarf. We got two Australian scarves, maybe three. Okay. One that they said keep, and then you, you have two that you trade. So you then give one of the Australian ones away and you can get another. And there's always a good story. So the Iceland ones was I got on World Moot. Um, I got a Brazilian one. I've got quite a few. Um, yeah, It right. is a pretty big cupboard of uh, scarves. I, I've actually just thought of one on the top of my head. It's not written down on a piece of paper, but you know you're a scout leader when instead of investing in Bitcoin, you invest in badge-making companies or scarf. I just thought, actually, why would you invest in anything else? But Because uh, scar- scar- Scouting memorabilia. S- scouting merch, like badges. Like like whoever owns that company must be doing pretty well. Like Just like the badge production companies or scarf or scarf uh, producing company as well. I've got another one. You know you're a scout leader when you never actually go camping – on your own, like in your spare time, you never go camping without scouts. Like I, I wouldn't, I've, I haven't been for six years camping without scouts there, and I don't know what that would be like either. But in saying that, on the flip side, which is a term that the scouts taught me, apparently that's a young cool word. Is that right, Bjorn? Bjorn's shake, not nodding. So I thought he'd shake his head and say, "No, Darcy, you're a boomer," which is usually what I get most of the time. Is um that. Uh, oh, I've lost my train of thought. No, wait. Uh, do, um, you, do you want me to jump in here and, yeah, while yeah, you yeah. regain your yeah, thought? Yeah, go on. Yep. Um, this is one for all the scout leaders out there. You'll you'll know this one when you hear it. You know you're a scout leader when you only do two hours a week. Yeah, yeah, no. Because it's almost impossible to do more than two hours a week um, if you're a scout leader, like, yeah. like for scouting. Yeah. Clearly and, we're being sarcastic. <laughs> and the other one that um, in Campbell Showtime a few years ago, and this is, I'm going off on a massive... Side tangent, and okay. it's sort of like why not the uh, um, it was sort of we did a scene where we were talking about what sec what each section sort of has to eat and drink, and it was oh, yeah. uh, scout leaders, a cup of tea and an e rug. It was just a a joke that you sort of go Cubs and Joey's not too much red cordial. Yep, scouts yep. okay. Yep, red cordial's fine. And it was then leaders cup of tea and an e rug. Yeah, it was a they did a very good uh, badge. Um, yeah, for milking that joke which was a very fun and got a great reaction every single night and in and 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 in line with that you know when you're at home you know your bed's really important to you you know your comfort and everything you know when you're a scout letter where you'll just sleep anywhere yeah on the floor of a basketball stadium uh 
in a tent just on the ground because your mat has um your inflatable mat has gone down in the bus to jam really in- you're just so tired that you just can't well, you know you're a skeleton when that happens yes yeah. when you can get to sleep without fail on a bus to jamboree when the bus is loud and excited for jamboree so i think that's uh all of our, you know, you're a scout leader when yes. for today. I've just remembered what, what I was trying to say before and what I was saying about not ever going camping without scouts. I wasn't an outdoors person before I was a scout leader. I never went camping. So if it wasn't for being a scout leader, I would never go camping. So I'm quite thankful for that as well. There's heaps of other content you can listen to. Check it out now on our podcast feed. This is The Scout Show. You're listening to The Scout Show with scout leaders Darcy and Matt. And Matt, and we were talking before about how great it is that um, scouting is back and we both taken part in camps in our own sections just recently and you know I was just standing there at this camp and just looking out thinking this was completely not possible six months ago just a simple camp you know out out of the five kilometer radius um being with more than one person you know all this sort of thing um now tell me about what you did recently it's just so exciting that that we're back camping again so yeah we went on a cup camp a couple last weekend or the weekend before just got dates a bit muddled up um but had huge fun doing things like challenge valley but also just the thing that i took back from this camp most of all was the fact that hey you cook in a camp kitchen you you have the food and then as you're playing uno you're playing snakes and ladders we had a pretty bad rain for a whole day so mm-hmm. we were we were sort of covered in mud and everything and it was just the laughs the smiles just sort of being able to have that opportunity to play games and whatnot again yeah and just have that more relaxed nature of everyone catching up post-covid it was just to hear the the laughing the happiness and everything was brilliant and i was at a another scout camp the other day and was like walking past and seeing scouts cooking on tranges in yeah, patrol in awesome, preparation for scout hiking just go wow this is just like 12 months uh what let's go seven months ago in the second lockdown you yep. think wow this is never going to come back like this w- just did not seem possible within eight months you think oh yeah it's gonna be two years before we can actually go camping again go out and enjoy the great outdoors and we're back doing it. It's it's great fun and smiles on everyone's faces and everything. It's just brilliant. And it's a huge contrast from being locked inside your home or sort of restricted to inside your home, I should say, where you just couldn't, you know, you could only go outside for one hour a day. Um, and, you know, being outdoors is a major part of scouts and being able to, you know, get away from screens for a weekend yeah. and go out. And, and I just recently, um, my scouts sort of went for our first camp in about a year to the date, um, and we were lucky because we went to a camp in about early March of um, the long weekend, actually, um, in 2020. I lose track of the years, 2020. And we were lucky because we just made it into this camp. That, that was that was the kangaroo weekend, and that was the That's weekend right. before the, the weekend it was literally, after. Yeah. The weekend after the Grand Prix got cancelled. Yeah. And the... Like the world shot down. Yeah, so we were actually even lucky enough, lucky to go to this camp because it was Stratbroke Cup, which is for those who are listening who may not know, it's sort of like <laughs> it's sort of like a camp that um that happens at different locations around the state at different times, and most of it's held um during long weekends and so on. But we went to an earlier one and we just made it in time. And literally a week later, it was supermarkets was- were already being raided at that weekend, but it wasn't a thing then. And literally a week later, and we thought we're lucky to go. Now, it's been a year since we went. And I think my experience, uh, and we only went last weekend and just came back um, recently, was that they just, the scouts were just so happy, I think, just to be together 
and be back camping again. And, you know, we've spent so long relying on our screens for a very long time. And that contrast of being, um, of being, um, back in the outdoors, um, doing fun activities, um, all that sort of thing, I guess I, I sort of noticed and, and same with what you were saying, you know, they were all cooking their meals, um, on stoves and so on. So it was, um, it was a really great experience. So yeah, it's just great to be back. Um, and the future looks really bright as well. You're listening to The Scout Show. So what did you do on the weekend? Oh, you know, just stayed at home, acted as a taxi for the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just never enough time to get things done. You? I, I went hiking and canoeing with the kids and got qualified as a snorkeling instructor. <sighs> But I know what you mean. The weekends really are too short. You did all that? Yeah. I mean, why should the kids have all the fun? Join Scouts as a leader. You'd love it. The kids would too. Do it. Just go to joinscouts.com.au. You are listening to The Scout Show Podcast. This is The Scout Show with Scout Leaders Darcy and Matt for our Leaders Edition, our Leaders Special this week. Um, now, we have a very special guest on the line. She's been on the show a few times, and we love having her on. And she's, of course, the Deputy Chief Commissioner for Scouts Victoria, Daniela Tagliaria. Hey, Daniela, how are you? Hi, Darcy. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for uh, speaking to us today. Hi, Daniela. Uh, Matt here. So Hi, Matt. We've had a bit of a, a fun weekend with a bit of a state leadership team weekend away this weekend. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what the state leadership team got up to this weekend? Yeah, it's, um, it started off. So if you think about it, the state leadership team, they came into, uh, into their positions on the 1st of February last year. And then it has been a crazy year since then. And most of us haven't worked together before. So it started off as just a chance for us all to get to know each other and um, just hang out. And then we decided that we'd actually challenge ourselves a bit because that's what scouting's all about. And so we uh, organised to do some outdoor adventure skills. We wanted to really understand what it's like for a section leader like you two. So when we're talking about outdoor adventure skills, what does that really mean? What do the stages mean? What do the I can statements mean? And we wanted to experience that for ourselves as a team, as a collective team and experience that. And it was amazing. We've had such a great weekend. So what, so what were some of the uh, outdoor adventure skills we got up to? Yeah, so we started, um, really interestingly, we started with pioneering. So we had the state leader for pioneering, um, Scott Matthews come down and he um, helped us build a rope bridge oh. and that really like it doesn't sound like much but as a rover a weeder I was a joey scout weeder and then a rover advisor I haven't done knots in a long long time and it was really exciting to actually build something and yeah. then walk over it and not fall off so that was really cool um, and Scott was a great teacher. In fact, all of the AA teams that we worked with this weekend, the Adventurous Activity teams, so good. I'm so impressed. Uh, so after that, we went for a bushwalk, um, and <laughs> Alan Harding uh, made us walk up a very big hill, which I'm still not very happy about. Uh, and then today we went abseiling in Warrandyte. Fun. Uh, and it's been a while since I've been abseiling, and I may have accidentally 
um, turned myself upside down. Uh, but I think okay. that's happened to the best of us, Daniela. So, uh, like, it was, was, was it so like good. was it like on a abseiling wall or a tower or on a rock face? On the rock face. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not ideal, is it? No. <laughs> and I just um, so as the deputy chief commissioner, I just kept going. This is going to be really bad if I have to be rescued. And then I thought about it and went, "Why? What does it matter? Just calm down." listen to the experts, and they talked me through everything I needed to do, um, and it, yeah, got down the wall. It was amazing. My phone wasn't so lucky. My phone actually went faster down the wall than I did. You know what? I think there's nothing that that I think you should be embarrassed about. I think it's awesome that the Deputy Chief Commissioner actually went abseiling. That's a very good... Um, you know, I, I always think as a leader, like, if the scout's going to do it, then I have to do it because I'm not really going to be on their level, am I, if I don't get involved in the fun activities they do. And they're not going to take me seriously or respect me. So I think you're going to get a lot of respect now after everyone's heard the Deputy Chief Commissioner went down the uh, the side of the um, the rock and... And also went upside down. So that, that that's even gives you more cred, I would say, Daniela. <laughs> it's all about giving it a shot, right? You can, you're can you never too old to give it a go. Absolutely. Now, um, Daniela, uh, the the period that we're having right now, and, and Matt and I were just talking about it just, just, just before before you came on, about the fact that we both had our, um, our respective units back scouting again and how exciting this is. I describe this time as the great... A COVID comeback, you know, we are back scanning again, which for a lot of us, I guess, you know, six months ago, this seemed like, you know, just the last thing that we would be doing, which would be, you know, all of our scout camps we go to, anywhere you would go to is well beyond five kilometers, let alone um, 30 kilometers or whatever it might be. Um, it must be such a great time for scouting, particularly at a time when everyone's been indoors for so long and everyone is just so desperate to get to get outside. It must be a great time. And have you heard a lot of stories about scout groups just being so glad to being back out again? Yeah, it's really interesting. And I've got two comments. One, I know Scouts is back because the incident reports have come in. Yeah, yeah. Which is no, like... And that sounds bad, and I want to clarify that. What it is, is it's young people doing um, safe risk-taking, uh, and that is amazing, uh, and grateful that no one's, you know, seriously... Of course, yeah. But just that, for me, that's the signal that we've got young people out and about. But the other thing that uh, really blew me away, yesterday arriving at Clifford Park Adventure Centre in Wonga Park... It was full. Really? pubs and scouts everywhere. That's so great. Doing all sorts of fun stuff. And I spoke to a, uh, a pack of cubs who had uh, decided not to go to Challenge Valley, and they'd made their own mud pit next to, the, uh, next to their campsite. Of course. So they were just so filthy, and the smiles were amazing, and that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And following on from this, we have so, so many exciting events coming up in the next, um, the next month, the next three months, the next uh, six or even nine months. You know, we have, um, Cabaret, you know, one of the biggest, um, scouting events in the state. Um, we've got that. We've got Stradbroke Cup and we've got Holy Hyde on the Easter weekend. We've got Vic Jam coming up too, which is extremely exciting. Uh, for all those uh, scouts and scout leaders out there that that will continue. There is so much um, to look forward to. Um, 
therefore it must be a very exciting time for Scouts making that comeback. Yeah, so today the uh, state leadership team, we got our calendars out because we were trying to find time to have the next weekend um, for a bit of a strategy planning day. And it was so difficult to find a date because we, there is so much scouting on. So, like, but you mentioned Cabaree, but then after Cabaree is the Anzac Day weekend, mm. then it's the Queen Scout presentation and the trek around the treasury for the Joey Scouts. Then it's the ASM presentation. Uh, we're opening a new scout hall in Alexandra in May. Uh, just, it is so crazy busy. We are back. Um, we're back in business. Oh, if anyone, um, if anyone wasn't sure, they don't have their eyes open because this is crazy. There is so much going on. And I'm so proud of the leaders, actually. If I could take a moment, it is the leader edition. Uh, the leaders that kept scouting going in 2020, that wasn't easy. In fact, it was incredibly challenging. And I'm so proud of all of them because we're back now and it's because of their work. And I couldn't agree more. There's been so many great stories I've heard of and I met with a lot of scout leaders in my district the other night and many great stories of, of um, scout units and even I've experienced this where we've had probably a 90-95% return rate of scouts. We've really lost very, very few, just what you'd expect normally um, in any youth organisation. We really haven't lost any. I heard about another scout unit who I think has increased numbers. We've had um, new scouts arriving in the last few uh, last few weeks off the street. Um, you know, it's it's not as if um, people have forgotten about it after after not um, doing it for you know well you know almost a year. Um, everyone's just so glad to be back, including the leaders. I should say we're all so glad to be back because it's a major part of who we are and getting outdoors and just and just you know spending our spare time doing it. We love it too. So um, yeah, as you say, the leaders have done an awesome job to keep everyone um, motivated and and just holding on. There will be you know this great time coming up. It will come, and we need to be ready for it. And and don't despair. You know, and we're now there. Yeah, and so we have census at the end of this month, and you know people are a little bit holding their breath about what the numbers will come out as. But you know what? It actually doesn't matter. No. We have young people out and about. We are doing good things for the education and development of young people, and we're empowering them to run this world. And that is, like, it actually... Census is just a blip. Like, if it doesn't... It doesn't if we don't grow, that'd be sad. But we... To come through COVID is just phenomenal, and I'm so grateful and honoured, really, to represent our organisation. Absolutely. You said it so perfectly, and I think that's why you're Deputy Chief Commissioner, because that is exactly (laughs) the best way to sum it up. Um, Daniela, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. We know you've had a really busy weekend with Scouts, so we really appreciate your time. Um, And we will speak to you very shortly. Thanks again. Awesome. Thanks, team. Thanks, Daniela. That was Daniela Taglieri. She is the Deputy Chief Commissioner of Scouts Victoria. Send us an email, the Scout Show at scoutsvictoria.com.au. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for the Leaders Edition of the Scout Show. I really hope you enjoyed it. We've got lots of texts. We've run out of time to read them, but thanks for everyone, and it's great to hear. Um, that is all from us, from, from Matt. Thanks, Darcy. It's you. been an absolute <laughs> privilege to be uh, on the Scout Show and uh, can't wait to 
listen to the next show and help produce a few more later this year. Yes, the Scouts will be back in front of the mics on our next show. Um, we hope that you will join us then. This has been the Scout Show on 88.3 Southern FM. And until next time, Matt, keep, keep scouting. There's heaps of other content you can listen to. Check it out now on our podcast feed. This is the Scout Show. 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 The Scout Show.